Keep the smile and stay tuned on the radio dial with Sirius FM 105.7. Yes, I keep the smile on the dial and when Mufti Ibrahim Smith comes on on Quickfire Q&A, I can tell you there's a smile all over the Ummah. Yes, Mufti Saab, a dapper man indeed, a dapper alim indeed. Hey, dapper, the lekker Afrikaans word where he's the um, alim from the Shafi school of thoughts, but he's also, he knows his Hanafi uh, masail and all that, but he doesn't know how to mix his masala, people. No, 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 no. He likes it like plain with snook and chips with some lemon wedges and all that, but don't talk to him about uh, chili powder, curry powder, or all the powder. He doesn't want to know about it. Mm. He just likes to savor. Mufti Ibrahim Smith, Salaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh, and tell me how you're doing this fine, beautiful morning. Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh shafat in all our listeners. MashaAllah, indeed a wonderful, uh, blessed Jumu'ah. Gee, Allah's blessed us with uh, both the Hanafi and the Shafi uh, madhab, you know, studied under great, great scholars. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant those scholars that is passed away. Jannah to fear those also. Ameen. Ameen. Asumma Ameen. Very proudly. Mufti, let me check your T-shirt. Hey! Shafi. Ana Shafi. Kulumafi. Wow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yusuf. Yusuf, Yusuf. Yeah, yeah, print the t-shirt for me too. I'll put it on. <laughs> I don't chop prawns and all that, but you know, those of that, you know, they say Anafi, but you know, when it comes to prawns, I become a Shafi. <laughs> Especially in Cape Town when they come visit. <laughs> ah, suddenly you make them all Shafi. Hey, Kulu. Kulu Shafi. Come here. Yeah, I give you a certificate. Mafi, mafi, mafi. The questions are coming through. I tell you, you had a smile to the dial. Uh, this one says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Chef. Will Surah Mulk award off of the angels in the grave, uh, Mufti? Very, very good question. You know, Surah Mulk, not only award of the angels, it will actually form a protective barrier upon the corpse when the person is buried in his grave. So that's why Rasulullah Sallam uh, has encouraged this ummah. And it's, it's only 30 verses, Shafat. You know, it will take you one month for the longest if you only start memorizing one verse per day. But it will be your protection against uh, the punishment of the grave. In this life, we need protection, burglar bars, armed security, this, that, you know. But we need protection in the grave also from the punishment of the grave. And Surah Mulk is one of those surahs it will uh, give that security and uh, protection in the grave by covering the corpse when the angels wants to punish that person. Then uh, the surah will come and uh, protect that person, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. My company offers uh, free health insurance benefits. Is it uh, permissible uh, for uh, to us to use these benefits? Yes, it will be considered a gift. Why? Because you're not contributing anything to a medical aid, medical insurance, or health benefits. So many different terms, but basically almost all the same. So if you have not con- contributed anything towards that, and uh, they're offering it from their side, and uh, you need to uh, to uh, use it, you need to go to a medical facility, and they're paying and footing the bill, then no problem, you can use it. Those will all be considered part of the perks from the company side, which you have uh, not uh, voluntarily or you, which you have not mandatory uh, engaged in G. So now, alaikum, Mufti, can we make a dua for our matriculants or writing examinations? We should make dua for each and every one, Shafat. The entire ummah is in need of uh, our duas, you know. 
for those matriculants, we should make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect number one, their aqidah, because remember, school is not the school that me and you went to. Now the school is teaching LGBTQ+, and school is teaching the gender neutrality and all these other confused things. You know, it's a complete attack on the aqidah of uh, our students. You know, it is so bad. I can remember, and I'm so old already, I remember every hymn that we were forcefully taught in school, all the Christmas songs. I know each and every word. And if that is me now, then you can just imagine what is happening in the schools today. So we must make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take them out of that system uh, where they are taught deviance and kufr and dolal, you know. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect their kid and take them to a system, an our system of Islam where they will actually be protected and uh, be productive Muslims in a benefit uh, for society because indeed today's matriculants will be tomorrow's leaders. And if they have corrupt Fasid Akida, then how are they going to lead this Ummah G? You know, Mufti, you say it, you say it so brilliantly. You know, we were like uh, indoctrinated. Uh, I can still remember that uh, song, Cozy Night, Cozy Night. I, I don't want to carry on, Mufti. I don't know why it takes <laughs> my brain. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll tell you, Mufti, finish those lines. You should no, but- know that. Yeah, it's, it's true, it's true, Shafat. I'm telling you, we were all indoctrinated. Around about September, October, the teacher started uh, <laughs> teaching us these hymns. And everyone yeah. was made to sing along. There was no reading of Surah Fatiha during those days. No way. To read our, our, our Father, which art in heaven. Now, if we can remember the words, then how bad is it for our young children today? You know, people should rather see that. Uh, it's very, very detrimental to our youngsters out there, G. You know, Mufti Saab, that's so true. Every morning they had the Lord's Prayer and each student had to have a turn to come in the front. Oh, Father, what in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. Yes. I mean, you remember the, that, that line like, you know, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Rahim, Allahu Akbar. But anyway, Mufti Saab, we moved on. But it yes. didn't compromise our deen. How come, Mufti Saab? Because our parents were very, very strict, Shafat. Despite that, we still had to do our Islamic studies. They were more interested in our Islamic well-being, you know. And uh, school after school was out. You had to dedicate your time to your Islamic studies. And nowadays, schools are, you come out of school, and then you still have to go to library. And the parents are also engaged in your assignments. They've got so much work to do that school became 24 hours. 24 hours just of being taught a lot of rubbish that much of that won't even benefit you in real life, G. And now, by the way, Mufti Saab, there were no uh, many alims like how, like yourself, Mufti, Brian Smith, and Mufti this, and Mufti that, and Molana this, and Hafez that, and all these. But there were the Munshi, cha, uh, Saab, you know, the Munshis, and then there were the Apas, and there were these, uh, you know, uh, these uncles that wanted to teach the Quran, that, and, you know, but they were wholesome people. And you know what? There were yes. no, uh, the para, they were, you all didn't have this camp, Ulumaya Haq, and Ulumai Su. I mean, no one sued each other then and no one spoke ill about each other. But these were wholesome people that produced us as wholesome, you know what, Muslims. Talk to me, Mufti. Shafat, Shafat, I agree. I'm so glad you brought up that point. You know, I realize now that our teachers in Maktab, after, uh, after coming out of school, they used to diffuse the situation and neutralize whatever batil we were taught in school. So... In the afternoons, they used to neutralize it and put our minds in Akida. Uh, they used to put it right again. You know, nowadays you can't even speak out the truth. And uh, then people take it as a personal attack. Sometimes people will tell me that you have to, uh, uh, you know, you have to address the topic. Uh, you don't need to mention a name. I said, then how are you going to know what is, who's doing what and who's doing wrong and who's an enemy?
of Islam. Sometimes we have to mention names of certain people. That is to show that this person is a deviate. He's deviated and he's going to take other people with him. But uh, people so ready to, to uh, sue other people and to silence other people. It's not about suing. It's about silencing the haq. Because once you are outspoken out there, you make a lot of enemies. But wallahi, I'm telling you the amount of people that actually support and send messages of support uh, to, to, to us, you know, that is so amazing from across the globe, from uh, from Taiwan, from America, from uh, the States, from Australia, so many places, people wishing that uh, we should rather relocate to, to their countries and uh, be of service uh, that side if people don't appreciate us. This, side. this is what they're basically saying, Shabbat. Yeah, I see that message you got there. Yeah, let me see it, Mufti. Don't hide. Please, Mufti, let me look at that message. Hey, from Timbuktu. Hi. <laughs> That's in Mali, isn't it, Mufti, sir? It's in Mali. Mali who chased out the French army not too long ago, G. Hey, you got contacts. You you really got contacts, Mufti, sir. <laughs> uh, this question says, at what time exactly are du'as accepted on a Friday? On a Friday. So today is Friday, people. Very, very blessed time to make du'a. So there's two opinions. One is when the imam... Uh, so it's between the, the, the two, uh, 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 you know, between the two Arabic khutbas, that a few minutes that he's pausing there, a few seconds that he's pausing. So that is an accepted time. The other view is, uh, and this is the more accepted view, is uh, from Asr until Maghrib. So very, very good time uh, to engage, you know. Uh, normally that time people busy uh, scoring and busy snoring and busy uh, making money, etc. But that is actually a good time to sit and, and, and devote your, your time to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him uh, to accept your du'as. So today is that day. If you haven't done it before, then please do try. Try it between uh, the two khutbas when the imam sits and try it again after us, inshallah. Guaranteed that uh, either of those times your du'as will be accepted, Jee. Uh, Mufti Saba, will my father's uh, life insurance policy payout uh, form part of his estate? So we should know we should not engage in life policies, in insurance policies, in this policy, because it is all interest-based, it is all usury, it is all haram. Uh, uh, whether it is mandatory uh, or voluntary, uh, you know, that voluntary especially, one shouldn't engage in. If it was mandatory from the company side, government side, then different. But uh, nevertheless, if you receive that money, then you have to calculate all the premiums that your father has contributed. So after 20 years, it amounts to 50,000 rand. That 50,000 rand will go and form part of the estate. The rest of the money, the balance of that money with the 3 million, 5 million, no one can derive personal benefit from that. That should be given away in charity. And this is the difficult part because people would not like to uh, part with such exorbitant amount of, of money. But the correct thing to do and to save your father from the punishment of Jahannam is to give that away in charity and just Take the premiums you paid and put it in the estate and divide it amongst the ASG. Uh, Mufti Saab, America listed a few companies and a Muslim individuals on their terrorist list. Your comments. So yes, America, the bullies back at it again, you know, just about the blacklisting. Uh, they don't whitelist, they only blacklist people, you know, because it shows they are racist. You never see the whitelist people. But uh, nevertheless, uh, they have their eye on a few things happening here in, in South Africa. We remember not uh, too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, they gave a scare also that uh, there's going to be a big uh, uh, terrorist attack in South Africa. Nothing happened. Uh, they've got some beef with South Africa, and uh, there's many, many reasons for that, perhaps because of South Africa's alliance to uh, Russia, to Putin, and, uh, you know, they don't want to take sides with America and NATO. So because of all of this, they will create instability in our own country. And then they will blame these so-called terrorist cells, which 
uh, they've created ISIS America themselves. They'll blame it upon our innocent brother. The people shouldn't worry about the, what America, America should fix their own house and fix uh, their own place. You know, we're fine here. We don't need anything from them, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. How can a couple reconcile after one year of a marriage? That depends completely. If the couple only had one or two divorces, for example, the husband gave one or two, and one year has passed, meaning then it is completed already. So after that, if they want to reconcile, then the husband should propose again to his wife, and he should stipulate a new dowry, a new mother also. Then if she accepts, then they can get married. There is no getting together after the Idda is expired. One uh, should know that if it does occur, then they will be living in sin, in zina, in haram. So do uh, remarry with a new mother and, uh, inshallah, you know, a new marriage contract also, and then uh, you will be permissible for each other, G. Hey, very romantic there, Mufti. Double proposal. <laughs> hey. <laughs> double guns. Hey, double battle, people. And, uh, yeah, this question says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. Here is Ian van die Beste. This seems like uh, some of your fans there in Cape Town are sending this message. It says, uh, Mufti Saab, is there Salah uh, Janaza for a five-month-old uh, stillborn, and what is the burial procedure, Mufti? Gee, so if it is a stillborn, that means the baby was not carried to its full term, because five months, you know, that is not full term. So uh, minimum is six months. So in this case, uh, there will be no Salatul Janaza. Uh, that uh, fetus should be wrapped in a piece of cloth, and then it should be a buried. That is what you should do. There's no adhan. There's no akika. No nothing. You don't do absolutely nothing. You just take it, uh, wrap it in a piece of uh, uh, kafan material, and then bury it in a graveyard, inshallah. Uh, Mufti Saab, how should a woman whose hair was shaved off after chemotherapy dispose of her hair? She can bury Shafa. That is the easiest way. That to ask those people who collected there, of course, the mahram, you know, uh, still, even after chemotherapy, you don't want other people to see your hair. Uh, you know, get it, collect it, uh, put it in a piece of uh, material, etc., and bury it in your yard. And if that doesn't, uh, if it's not possible for you to do that, then what you can do is you can put it in a plastic bag and dispose of it in a garbage bin, put it in a garbage bin and uh, uh, leave it at that, you know. Uh, no need to put yourself in, uh, in, in difficulty because sometimes because of chemotherapy, which is a poison in itself, uh, people tend to have hair loss. And in certain instances also, people uh, they are being shaved off because of suffering from cancer. Allah grant them all shifa, kamin, inshallah. Yes, sir, you heard that, people, not bin Laden. In a garbage bin, yeah. You take that hair and you can dispose it in a garbage bin, yeah. Now, you heard of Bin Laden. I know we had our center named Bin Laden. Mufti is quiet about Bin Laden. <laughs> okay, he is did. somewhere around, but leave him, G. <laughs> leave that Bin Laden alone. Uh, yes, sir, Mufti Saab, this question says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Was Firon's Iman accepted or not in the light of the Quran and Hadith? Hey, it wasn't accepted. I'm giving you the... Okay, go go ahead, Mufti. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. I concur. His iman was not accepted. See, when he wanted to, he said, you know, that uh, when Jibreel, alayhi salam, when he saw he's going to drown, he said, uh, that I want to be my amanat bi banu Israel, wa ana min al-Muslimin, that I now believe in what uh, 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 Musa, alayhi salam, in banu Israel, what they believe in, you know. And then uh, Jibreel, alayhi salam, came, he took a hand of, of sand, 
from the, the river Yam, and he shoved it in his mouth, fearing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy will descend upon him. But the Quran says in other places, you know, Allah Firawna Shaddu, Ashadunar, so on the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu will punish him even more uh, further. Fire is presented to them morning and evening. That's what the Quran is saying. So from that we know that he passed away as a certified, qualified uh, kafir. Shafat, they are ulama, Ibn Arabi and other people who states that uh, his uh, iman uh, was accepted, you know, but that is not the view of the Ahlu Sunnah. Well, Jama'ah, we believe that uh, he's being roasted as we speak in G. Yeah, I mean, the Quran is explicit about it. We will preserve his body to the day of Yama as a sign. And you know, that body has been eaten. uh, I mean, the rats have to be left left loose on those bodies once a year to do certain uh, doctoring on that thing. Can you believe it, Mufti Saab? Shafat, when I went to Egypt last year, he actually they had to take a passport out because you cannot enter France without a passport. So he has a pass, passport. The date of birth on there is, it is stated as unknown. And they sent him away for some makeup and breakup and uh, polishing and this and that. Uh, I think for a nine months, uh, uh, you know, uh, where they will uh, uh, sort of refurbish his body uh, just to send him back to the Cairo Museum. So I think his, his body is back there now. Very, very short fellow, this guy was tyrant, you know. So if those people uh, will go to Egypt, you can go see his body there on display. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has preserved it. But the preservation is, is a sign for us to see that uh, this is the end result of all those dhalimi, those who oppress others, those who sue others, those who want to do this, those who want to do that. Gee. There will always be this tug of war. There will be this tug of war between a pharaoh and a Musa. The Pharaohs will always fight the Moseses. And you can see it. There's a tug of war. You're either a Musa or you're a Pharaoh. Choose people. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mufi reckon Bob Marley said that. Hey, was it Bob Marley? Yeah. <laughs> was it that uh, other guy? What was his name? Yeah, not Jimmy Cliff and the other guy? <laughs> yeah, I know that other guy. But anyway, let's let's keep them on side, Mufti Saab. How uh, it goes on to say, uh, did we ask you about the Ayurvedic medicine, Mufti Sahib? Uh, yeah. There's a question there. Yusuf, a little lower. Yeah, it says, uh, Assalamu alaikum. Can one use Ayurvedic products, uh, Mufti Sahib? So natural products are always good, although the uh, medical fraternity, uh, those people uh, practicing uh, allopathic medicine, they won't acknowledge this many a times, besides some of the good Muslim doctors out there. So Ayurvedic medicine you can use as long as there's no impermissible ingredients in there. And one of the impermissible ingredients that they like to add, and this is where we should be careful, is cow urine, because it comes from India, you know, the Ayurvedic medicine, so they'll add cow urine on there. They lace it with that type of urine. There's just one impermissible ingredient. There's other host of other ingredients also they might add in there. So before you use it and apply it externally, internally, etc., that I read uh, the label carefully and read the ingredients list. And if you're unsure, then I contact your local Alim G. Hey, this message says, uh, Bruce Chef and uh, Mufti uh, Ibrahim Smith, you guys uh, make a uh, smile. You put a smile on the dial. What beautiful Q&A. Uh, Bruce Chef, you're talking about Eddie, Eddie Grant, who swore the pharaoh. <laughs> okay, I know that one. I know that one. Mufti knows it too. You remember that one, Mufti? G G Yeah, yeah. Hey, we can't. Yeah. You remember he, yeah, yeah, Eddie Grant, he said something about Pharaoh. Uh, Mr. Grant, you were right. <laughs> well, uh, Mufti Saab, moving on. I tell you, really, we're having a beautiful, beautiful time with you. You know, what language are the, the Prophet's blessings and uh, peace of Allah be upon him 
lead the other prophets in prayer during Isra. Hey, hey, it was in Arabic. It was in Arabic, yes. It was in Arabic, correct, Jafar, because remember that Rasulullah spoke Arabic and the Salah also commenced and started in Arabic. So most uh, definitely it was read in Arabic. Uh, you know, it, it, that is something that uh, it is confirmed in the Hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I went there to Aqsa, so there's difference of opinion which spot exactly did they read the Salah. Uh, so we were discussing also whilst we were sitting there speaking to other ulama, you know, so there's a little bit of difference of opinion, but definitely it occurred there and it was read in Arabic. Alhamdulillah. Hey, this fellow wants to run a mock with me, yeah, Mufti. He's playing a mute yes. game with me. Don't play. You know, I'm not a Pakman. No. Yeah, that's better, Mufti. Okay. Sometimes you have to talk to technology. Why is, is it run by jinns, Mufti, if I'm not mis- mistaken? Hey, technology, Shafat, you know, it's going to destroy us if we're not careful, but we may have to use it to our own benefit. Only if we use it to our own benefit, and uh, then there will be some sharing. Because same technology, see how many things get exposed on the internet today, how many things uh, people are bringing forward against other people today, just because of, of technology. So use it to your advantage and not to your disadvantage. Yeah, yeah we're using Hey, I forgot to read this, Mufti. That's why he's doing it. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim yeah, because this, uh, you know, when you look at these things, there may be a lot of shaitanya, maybe 80% or 85% of shaitanya. We would, our Islamic, little bit of Islam, we're trying to push it through. But inshallah, we are getting through. Uh, Mufti Sahib, this question says, what should a person do who consumed haram? Hey, shouldn't you shouldn't be doing haram in the first place. Go ahead, Mufti. Very good. We, we should not be, we should be very careful, especially when you buy from uh, restaurants, from uh, cafes, from other places, you know. But in the unfortunate event a person consumed haram, only found out afterwards, then you have to make toba, you make istighfar also. So toba is to vow that you will never ever return to that thing. And istighfar is for forgiveness for that sin that you have uh, committed because it will affect your well-being both uh, physically and spiritually. Your salah will be affected through that. Your du'as will be affected. Uh, through that, you know, and when you consume haram, then bad deeds and evil deeds will e- will emanate from your body. So you won't be able to see uh, so much good. So make dua and uh, give a charity also. Do whatever good you can do uh, to repel the bad that you did, G. Yeah, go to the wax museum, people. Say, hey, hey that looks like Muhammad Ali. Hey, Madam Tussaud. And then you go to, hey, that fellow looks like Prince. No, he's no one. Prince is a King Charles. Hey, but someone king. threw some egg. Yeah, someone threw the egg on the king. Aye, old King Cole was a merry old soul. But old <laughs> King Charles, he had eggs thrown on his face. And Humpty Dumpty, hey, Mufti Saab, you were absolutely right. You. All that is embossed in our head. What is uh, waxing? Uh, Mufti, Eva, we're talking about waxing, but there's a question about waxing. It says, Mufti, is uh, waxing at a salon permissible? Hey, they go to that wax and you say, ow, hey, hey. He just got waxed, Mufti. Suffering. Suffering for beauty, Shafat. Suffering <laughs> for beauty. I'm telling you that what the females will put themselves through nowadays. So when you go to a salon, that means you will have to reveal your aura because those parts of the body uh, between the navel and the knee, that is considered aura. And then it might be a non-Muslim doing the waxing also. So that is not permissible. You get the uh, medical instances where a person needs to be waxed uh, sometimes when they labor. And uh, they didn't shave, you know, all other instances in the medical uh, or in the hospital at least. 
uh, that type of vaccine, so that is permissible because uh, it is for medical reasons. This is not for medical reasons. The only person that they can do the vaccine for you is uh, your husband, your spouse. That is the person that can uh, see your aura, you know. Anyone else, not permissible. If you can't do it yourself, then ask your husband to do it for you or vice versa, G. Yeah, Mufti Saba, can one uh, use interest money to pay circular school fees? You cannot because that's uh, uh, benefiting uh, from it and you're not supposed to benefit from interest money. So whether it's a circular or secular school, university, tertiary, Islamic school, the school, that school, you are still uh, benefiting from it privately. And uh, that's why we always tell the people that interest money to dispose of that money, you should rather give it uh, to poor, deserving uh, Muslim people uh, before you're giving it to non-Muslim people. So give it to them and in that way you will be rid of that runa, of that sin of engaging in interest money, G. Tell you, Mufti Saab, there's a lot of interest on this show. Yeah, people remember, I'm not talking about money now. I'm saying a lot of interest on this show. And uh, Jazakallah khair for that, uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Perhaps your parting words uh, this morning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses on the Jumu'ah sin, abandon durood upon Rasulullah sallam also abandon istighfar we should engage in you know may Allah protect us all from all the evil eyes and all the plotters and planners out there and may Allah grant the ulama the istiqamah and the steadfastness uh, to uphold the truth jazakum Allah khairan assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our mufti Ibrahim Smith absolutely mashallah indeed and jazakallah khair to all of you for sending in uh, those uh, very informed uh, questions and uh, may Allah protect us all and uh, protect Mufti Saab uh, and uh, all of us uh, from all the fitna and facade that's around us and uh, special du'as are for Mufti Brian Smith because uh, as I said in the beginning of the Q&A that is a dapper means a dapper alim indeed and Allah keep him now and forever. Yusuf Asmal, big jazakallah khair to you for brilliant engineering as usual. You really add a smile on the dial and uh, your efficiency on the board is unnoted and uh, special duas are for all those that are not well. And inshallah, people, keep it locked on to Sirius uh, FM for lovely programming. Uh, there'll be uh, the 40 Daruds, uh, the Ayats of the Noble Quran, Mufti A.K. Hussein, uh, Damad Barakasum will be giving uh, the translation of the uh, Qutbah from the Holy lands from the team and I till we meet you again. We bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.